When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From around the world, this is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Welcome back to Mutual Presents. I'm Jack Ward, and we're back with a double feature from First Nighter. First Nighter was a two-decade radio drama comedy series that aired on various radio stations from 1930 to 1953 before landing on Mutual from 1942 to 1944. It's a symphony for your spaghetti and the Chinese gong. So let's wind back those clocks and listen to another grand golden age double feature. Santana's Italian Bomb presents the first night of program, a copyrighted feature, Coast to Coast. Theater Time, Broadway, another brand new play scheduled to make its opening night bow to the public in the little theater off Times Square. There's no event in theater land that attracts more celebrities from in and out of town than a play opening on the Great White Way. So let's arrive early and join in the gaiety and excitement. My cab is waiting, won't you step in? Okay, driver, let's go. Up Broadway, studded with brilliant electric signs, across 42nd Street, and near the bright lights of New York's most famous amusement area to the Little Theater of Times Square. Well, here we are. Look, Mary, isn't that Louis Stowe? My goodness, I think I see Ginger Rogers over there. Have your tickets ready, please. Have your tickets ready, please. Good evening, Mr. First Nighter. The usher will show you to your box. Thank you. We'll go right in. Yes, sir, this is certainly a fashionable-looking audience tonight. Let's see what the theater program has to say. Here's the title of the play, A Symphony with Your Spaghetti. Well, that sounds inviting. The author I see is Richard Paulette Craig. The play is pure fiction, of course, and does not refer to real characters or actual events. It has never been produced before on stage, screen, or radio. Now let's see about the cast. Well, you can't beat this. Here's Barbara Luddy and Les Tremaine in the star part. Mr. Tremaine is cast as Fritz White, famous music teacher. Miss Luddy plays the role of Anna Fisher, a girl who... Well, let's not give away any surprises. And as usual, there's an all-star supporting cast. Now, before first curtain, here's Eric Segerquist with his famous orchestra.
about eating her spaghetti, Gwen. Well, I, I forget to eat. I, I just sit here watching her. Yeah, poor old thing. She's fairly hugging that radio. Livia's to everything except the music. What did Fred say her name was? Anna. Anna what? Well, Fred didn't know that. It, it seems the words got around. Go down to Tony's spaghetti joint and watch old Anna. And everyone here is watching Anna. You wonder. I never saw anyone who looked less like a music lover. Mm, she certainly doesn't care a snap about her appearance. Only about that violin. What's the queer part? Oh, good evening, Mr. Senior. Oh, you do all right, huh? You got a good service? Yes, thank you. Uh, are you the proprietor? Uh, see, that's me, Tony. Uh, you like my place? Uh, you like the symphony with the spaghetti? Very much. Does she come here often? Uh, see, uh, she's here every night that there's a symphony on the run. But why? Why? <laughs> well, that's what everybody want to know. Well, you can tell us about her, can't you, Tony? All right. All right. I guess maybe I told this story a couple of hundred times. Oh, I'm sorry. But no, he's all right. Only she's live upstairs all alone. She's got the noble. Well, does she work or... No, no, she don't work. She's got some little money. Not much. What's left maybe from what she's made. Then there is something. Ah, it's a long, long ago. She's a very young Annie. Sixteen, maybe. She's a listener to the high school orchestra one afternoon. Then she... Yes? My name's Anna Fisher. Perhaps you've noticed me listening to the orchestra every afternoon during rehearsal. Yes, I have. I've wondered why. I, I can't keep away. I stopped in once, and from that first day, I've, I've wanted to be down there with you, playing with you, part of the orchestra. If only I could play my violin with the others. I suppose you think that's silly. No, my dear. We'd be very glad to have you. Bring your violin tomorrow. But I... You see, I haven't any violin... My father says he can't afford one. That's too bad. But... Oh, that's not the real reason. He thinks it's foolish. And Mother says I'd never get anywhere. There's no music in our family. But I will get somewhere. I've got to play with an orchestra. So I wondered if... If there was any way to... Well, is there? The school can supply you with a violin. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, but I... I still don't know how to play it. Well, we can do something about that, too. I've studied violin. I could give you a start. That's all I need, just to start. You can't go far without real lessons, Anna. When the time comes, I'll figure out some way to get lessons. You're determined about this, aren't you? Yes, I am. I am. Don't lose that determination. It's worth a hundred lessons. That was well done, Anna. You've made remarkable progress. I've never been so happy in my life, only... Only, Miss Harris... Yes? Can't music be more than me? Aren't there really great orchestras somewhere? Haven't you ever heard a symphony, Anna? I've never heard any orchestra but this one. I... I'd like to play someday with a symphony. You'd have to be a fine artist to do that. You need lessons, I know. I must have lessons. Who is the best teacher in the city? Fritz Weitz, unquestionably. But you would take me as a pupil. Even if he would, you couldn't afford his charges, Anna. You'd better see I must see Fritz Weiss. If I'm going to play with a great orchestra, I must have a great teacher. Dr. Weiss just has to take me. Is that everything I know, Dr. Weiss? 
Very well. Rest now. Do you think I could ever play well enough to be in a, a symphony orchestra? Mm-hmm. There is the chance that you might. And make a great deal of money? Possibly. What are you leading up to? What? I can't pay you for lessons. Sure. You waste my time listening but to I'll your... But I'll give you a share of everything I earn. All my life, whatever I earned, I'd share with you. Please, don't be angry. You are a surprising young woman. You're surprising, too. I thought you'd be old with white, bushy hair and not handsome at all. Mm-hmm. And you find me altogether too young and handsome, hmm? Oh, I didn't... I didn't mean... I'm sorry, Will you work, I... Anna? Will you work as hard and as long as I stay? Oh, I work. I, I promise. I have never done such a thing before, but... Yes, I will gamble on you. For a percentage of your earnings. How kind you are. I will be your teacher and your manager. For 50% of your earnings. Is that satisfactory? Oh, yes. Anna... Do your parents know you came here today? No, and they mustn't know. They wouldn't like it. You're not going to tell them. No. I will keep your secret, Anna. Come back at four tomorrow and we will sign a contract. Then you shall have your first lesson. No, Anna. Begin again. Mm. You have not got this. Isn't that enough for today? I'm tired. What of that? We must keep practicing. Now again. Go on, too fast. Too slow. Too fast. It's difficult. I, I can't do it. You do not try. You get worse every day. Well, Stop shouting at me. Now we shall start all over again. Please, I can't. I'm, I'm tired. Please. Then get out. Get out. I will not bother with you. I am trying, but I'm tired. Work, Anna. Work. Work. Don't die. Work. 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 Find money for your lessons. Oh, my teacher gives me lessons. Free. Oh, uh, nonsense. You're 19, Anna. Time he was thinking about marriage. Oh, I'm never going to marry. You'll fall in love. I haven't time. There's not enough time for music. Music, that. Father, listen. The symphony's here next week. And Dr. My teacher is taking me to hear it. Think of that. Please, I'm going to hear my I can still hear it. 
So you like symphony music, little Anna? If only my violin could be one note in that music. If only I could play in an orchestra like that. Sometime, perhaps. You must work, Anna. Work. 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 That is all for today, Anna. Go home now and rest. Rest? I'm so excited. I still can't believe that I'm giving a concert at last. Now, do these four years seem wasted? No. Oh, no. If I've ever seemed ungrateful. Before you leave, Anna, you remember you once signed a contract giving me half your earnings. Of course I remember. You are not sorry. I'd never allow to do anything without you. Now that you are 21, it is necessary that you sign it again. I've had a new copy made. Will you sign this contract, Anna? Certainly. Yes? Yes. Ready? Thank you. And now, everything is ready for your debut. the beginning. We are a success, Donna. And I owe it all to you. Yes. You are a really great artist. Good enough to play with a symphony. Later, perhaps. You must work first to improve as a soloist. But you promised me. Not yet, Anna. I know what is best. You are ready now for concert. I have booked a concert tour to Philadelphia, Boston, New York. Boston, New York. Dear Father, it's been five years tonight, and I won't pretend I don't enjoy success. I'm saying this because one man had faith in me. Fritz makes me work very hard. He's rather cruel sometimes, but I appreciate what he's done for me, so I do whatever he says. And yet, I'm not happy. What I've done isn't what I've dreamed of doing. Every symphony I hear makes me long to be part of a great orchestra. That's been my goal from the first. Now, for the promise that if I marry him, he'll let me. You see, Fritz is so brilliant an artist that he's spoiled other men for me. They seem like pygmies. So, I'm going to marry him. Take the honor to my wedded wife to have and to hold to love, honor, and obey, and thereto I plight thee my trust. You promise to obey, Honor. I have obeyed Fritz always, but I I can't stand this any longer. I want to play in a symphony orchestra. You are too great an artist for that, no, Anna. 
You are one of the world's famous soloists. But I've never wanted to be a soloist. So? I say 14 years to develop your gift. And this is the thanks you give me. Fred. Fred, please listen. I'd rather be a false stand violinist in an orchestra than a famous concert artist. It's the music that matters, not me. I want to play with others. My violin, one little note in a great swell of music. Preposterous. Be quiet. Fritz, I'm not happy. Happy? What has that to do with it? No artist is happy. You mean you don't care whether I'm happy or not? I mean I will not have it. Why not? What difference does it make to you? Difference? Why do you think I gambled on you in the beginning? Do you know what a fourth son violinist is paid? I know. I've, I've never thought of paid. In a year, he earns about what you do in one performance. And you ask what difference that makes to me. Is the money I earn the only reason? Of course. Oh, what a fool I've been. All these years, what a fool. Are your bags packed? We leave for Philadelphia in two hours. I never stopped to ask why you did so much for me. But it's clear now. That contract making you my manager. You married me simply to have me earning money for you. You're vile, Fritz, vile. <laughs> A lot of things are clear. One is that when I've had my day, you desert me. Are you enjoying it? And another, I even feel grateful to you any longer. I can discard that bit of sentiment. From now on, it's my will against yours. I'll fight you. <laughs> fight you to the end. I will play with the symphony. I will. I will. I will. Anna. I will. Stop it. Anna. Anna. And the curtain comes down on the middle act of tonight's play in the little theater off Times Square. Smoking downstairs or in the outer lobby, please. You must try to get well, Anna. It has been over a week. I didn't know you were counting days. Only concerts, Miss. How many, trips? How many of you had to cancel? Four, isn't it? We will forget them. But you must be at work by next week. You'd like to shout at me, but you don't dare. I might scream. Then I'd be ill again and you lose money when I don't work. I want to see my father, please. That will not be any good. Please, please send for my father. Why? What can he do? I wish to see my father. You hear? My father. Send for my father. All right, all right. I will send for him. Only do not scream. Please. daughter. I have threatened to take it to court. There's no way we can break that contract. I see. And we're starting on another tour next week. Philadelphia. Detroit. Boston, Cleveland, Pennsylvania, Denver.
could you be? You should be pleased when I tell you. You have a concert tonight. Why did you go out? I went to listen to a rehearsal of a symphony. Afterward, I asked the conductor if I could play. Play in the orchestra. Tell you no more sense. There's no reason to shout for it. He said he'd be glad to have me, but that he must have my manager's consent. You think I will give my consent? No. I know now that I can't join a great orchestra. Because of you. Well, I am glad that it's finally ended. Go and rest for your concert, Anna. Yes, sir. And what a concert it will be. Neither of us shall ever forget. Anna, you are magnificent. You have never done so well in your life. Never so well. Remember that, please. Now let's begin with that. My career are ended at 38. For two years, I've tried to join symphony orchestras, but Fritz has blocked me everywhere. I haven't seen him since he deserted me. But wherever I go, I meet his interference. I have no money left. He took it all. If you can spare a little of what I've sent you, I can get along. I shall never be part of a symphony. Never. But I can still hear symphony. I can listen to a violin. Soon, her people have died. And Anna, she's left alone. Then she comes here. One thing she's lived for now. Well, you can see. But why does she come here to listen? Why doesn't she have a radio in her room? Then we're not a letter. It's bothered too many others. Well, why doesn't she move someplace where she can have a radio? I don't know. You have to ask Anna that. I'm sorry for her. But why? She doesn't need your speaking. Anna, she is a contagious. 
She likes what she's got. Oh, that's more than most of us can say. Well, it must be late. We're the only ones left. Except Anna. Well, we'll run along. I expect you want to close up. Yes, I can close now. Her concert is over. Good night. And thanks a lot. It's all right. Come back sometime, no? Hello. Good night. Good night. Well, Anna, that's all for tonight. Yes, that's all. You come in tomorrow night, huh? Yes, at ten. All right, good. Well, good night. Good night. Uh, Anna. What, Tony? You know, business has been pretty good lately. If he's to keep up, next week I'm going to give you a raise. Smart party at the hotel Astor. Let me tell you about next week's play. It's another original drama entitled Fair Means. It's billed as a rollicking comedy about a young lawyer who uses fair means and funny means about classing his rival for the affections of a very attractive woman. Don't forget, tune in next Friday. We're going to step around the corner at the Hotel Aston. Good night. Okay, sir. Good night. The First Nighter Program, a copyrighted feature, Coast to Coast. Presented by Campana, the makers of Solitaire, the new cake makeup, and Campana Balm, the famous hand lotion. Theater time. Broadway is buzzing with excitement and eagerly waiting to welcome an opening night performance at the Little Theater off Times Square. There'll be a crowd of onlookers and autograph fans on hand at the entrance to greet the celebrities who always attend the premiere on the Great White Way. So let's not miss a minute of the excitement. It's just a short walk around the corner. Will you join me? Lots of uniforms in the crowd tonight at Broadway and 42nd Street. Shall we cross the street here? Well, here we are at the little theater off Times Square. Have your tickets ready, please. Have your tickets ready, please. Good evening, Mr. First Nighter. The usher will show you to your box. Thank you. We'll go right in. and every seat is taken. Advanced theater notices have heralded tonight's play as a thriller, packing plenty of excitement in every scene, with the biggest surprise coming at the very end. Its title is The Chinese Gong, and it was written by Arch Oberler. Topping an all-star cast is our popular leading lady, Barbara Luddy. And opposite Miss Luddy is her guest leading man, Olin Soleil. The play is pure fiction, of course, and does not refer to real people or to actual events. 
And now, before first curtain, let's listen to Eric Segerquist's First Nighter Orchestra. dinner party, isn't it? John, will you behave yourself? We're waiting for Mr. Wilson. He was unavoidably delayed. Well, I wish he'd hurry up. I'm hungry. Uh, what a room. Looks like a Chinese junk shop. John, how can you say such a thing? The Wiltons have one of the finest collections of Oriental art in this part of the country. I think this room is simply fascinating. Fascinating? <laughs> I think it's nothing but junk. Look, look at this thing. What's it good for? Now, John, that's a genuine Chinese gong. The chances are it's twice as old as you and me put together. <laughs> Looks like a thin soup plate to me. I wonder what it sounds like. John, don't you dare strike that gong. Oh, I'm not going to hurt it. There. Now you've done it. Hi, George has got a nice tone. Just listen to it. John! Oh, Mr. Clark, no. Don't do that. Uh, uh, oh, 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 it's you, Mrs. Wilson. I, I thought you were out of the room. No, I'm sorry, my dear. I told him not to strike it. Well, will someone please tell me what harm there is in striking a gong? None whatsoever, Mr. Clark, but... Well, you see, this doesn't happen to be an ordinary gong. What do you mean? This gong is... Oh, here comes Bob. Hello, everybody. I'm sorry I'm so late. Good evening, Mr. Wilson. Hello, Wilson. I'm so glad you came, Bob. Mr. Clark was just asking me about the gong. Say, that reminds me. Did someone strike that gong just before I came in? Yes, dear. Mr. Clark struck it twice. I stopped him before he hit it the third time. Good. Say, what is all this? Is there something wrong with me or with the gong? Oh, everything's all right, Mr. Clark. Just a little uh, family superstition, that's all. You see, this gong is, uh... Oh, well, let's forget all about it. Forget it, nothing. Young man, I want to know what this is all about. Well, yes, please tell us. It sounds simply fascinating. Well, I... Look here, Jean, you tell the story. I don't tell it very well. All right, Bob. Uh, shall we sit down? Yes, yes, sure. sure. Well, the story of the gong begins in Shanghai. Bob and I went there, you know, on our honeymoon. It was almost ten years ago. We were very young and very much in love. Now, stay in China would have been simply perfect if it hadn't been for a certain man who decided that he was in love with me. We'd met him on the boat. His name was Count Brennikoff. A Count? Oh, how fascinating. Don't interrupt. Well, the Count's attentions to me became more and more insistent until finally Bob decided to take matters into his own hands. One night, without my knowing anything about it, Bob went to see Brennikoff to demand that he stop annoying me. The Count was staying at the same hotel that we were. Yes, please? Is Count Renikoff in? What name, please? Who is it, Wong? Well, well, if it is not the bridegroom himself. Come in, Wilton, come in. <laughs> well, well, this is an unexpected pleasure. Here, here, take this chair by the window. Thank you. Wong! Wong! Now, where did he go? Wong! Yes, yes please? Ah, there you are, eh? Uh, yeah, that will teach you to come the first time I call you. Now then. No callers, Wong. I do not want to be disturbed while I'm visiting with Mr. Wilton. Understand? Yes, please. Ah, you may go. Go on, get out! Ah. Well, now, Wilton. And what do I owe the pleasure of this little visit? 
I'll be as brief and to the point as I can, Winnikoff. I came here to ask you to stay away from us. You... You want me to stay away? Yes. On the boat, we couldn't help ourselves. We had to endure you. Now that we're in Shanghai, we want you to leave us alone. Do you understand? <laughs> I understand better than you think, my young friend. <laughs> so, you are jealous, huh? My own feelings have nothing to do with this. I'm here because of my wife. You're annoying her, Renikoff, and I want you to stay away from her. <laughs> so, I am annoying a little American woman, am I? <laughs> it is most amusing. It won't be so amusing if you persist in playing the Don Juan. Great Scott, man. Can't you see when you're not wanted? My wife doesn't want your hand-kissing, your cheap compliments. Shanghai is full of women who'd appreciate your expert continental lovemaking. Why not give it to them? You are insulting, sir. And you're annoying. I've been as patient with you as I could possibly be. I thought an old man like you would have more sense. That is enough. You will go. Tomorrow I will speak to the little one myself. I will tell you. You annoy my wife again and I'll hit you so hard I'll jar your ancestors. You... You threaten me. Yes, Renikoff, I threaten you. What are you going to do about it? I will report this threat to the authorities. Report and be hanged. But I'm warning you for the last time, stay away from me and stay away from my wife. Is that you, Bob? Yeah. But where have you been? I've been waiting for you for hours. Oh, sorry, dear. I had some business to attend to. Bob, you didn't go to him. Well... Oh, Bob, you didn't. Yes, I did. I've stood all I'm going to stand from that hand-kissing four-flusher. What did you do? I told him to leave us alone from now on. Oh, Bob, you didn't. Certainly I did. Gosh, Jeannie, now you're not going to be angry at me, are you? Angry at you? <laughs> Bob, I've never been more pleased in all my life. Oh, you don't. That big ape. He might have been God's gift to the women on the Volga, but he certainly is the pest of Shanghai to me. Well, I guess I settled that. I'm sure he won't spoil our honeymoon anymore. Spoil our honeymoon? Oh, Bobby, how could anyone spoil that? I love you so. And I love you. Oh, Bob, I'm so happy. It's been the most glorious honeymoon a woman ever had. Mm, it has been great, hasn't it? We could only stay like this forever. You, you mean here? In China? No, you silly. I mean so terribly, terribly in love. We will stay in love, Jeannie. I'm going to see to that. Yes, Bob. You see to that no matter what happens. Jeannie? The trouble with you is you've been cooped up in this hotel room too long. Come on now, get dressed. We'll go places. Oh, no, Bob. I'd rather stay in. Stay in nothing. You realize we've been in Shanghai almost a week and you haven't even bought a souvenir? Haven't I? You know doggone well you haven't. Gosh, Jeannie, that isn't normal behavior for a woman. Come on now, get dressed and we'll go shopping. I'll buy you anything. Anything at all. From a Chinese pagoda to a chop suey factory. From Hollywood to New York and right across the country, girls and women are saying... Goodbye, winter. Hello, springtime. I'm changing my complexion. Yes, I'm facing the world with a dewy, fresh, solitaire complexion because I love its thrilling smoothness, its springtime color tones. And when it comes to hiding freckles and small skin blemishes, solitaire is just too clever for words. I know, too, when I use solitaire, my makeup will look fresh and faultless for hours and hours without redoing so won't you join me in a beauty salute to springtime? Greet Easter with one of the most important changes you can make in your appearance. A thrilling, exciting change in your complexion beauty. Once you try Solitaire, Campana's new cake makeup, you'll want to start every day with the long, lingering loveliness of a Solitaire complexion. 
For nighttime dates, Solitaire will give you a bewitching charm that you never dreamed possible. And is Solitaire kind to your skin? Adorably kind, because Solitaire has a rich lanolin base that helps prevent skin dryness. All right, ladies, isn't that a challenge to match the new season's loveliness with a new loveliness of your own? Ask for Solitaire cake makeup in any one of six flattering shades. And remember, Solitaire gives you a big compact, three inches in diameter for only 60 cents. There's also a handy 25-cent trial size. Insist on Solitaire cake makeup containing lanolin, a product of Campana. Second act of the Chinese Dawn. But, Bob, we simply have to buy something. We've pawed over practically everything the old man has in the shop. Yeah, but his prices, Jeannie. I'll bet he doubled them the minute he saw us coming. Shh, here he comes. Here, Missy, a bracelet I speak of. Handcuffed, good jade, no glass. Oh, they're beautiful. Very cheap. Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars? Now, look here, Mr. Suntai. We'd like to do business with you, but get this straight. We're not millionaires by a long shot. Too much money? Well, that's the general idea, yes. All right. $45. No, really, Bob. I don't want this jade at any price. Uh, listen, Mr. Ty, what we would like is something we can take home with us to use around the house. I mean, a vase or a lamp or something of that sort. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, look-see, very fine vase. Very old. No, wait. This gong, how much is it? No, no gong. Yes, yes, gong. Mrs. Wilton wants that gong, she gets it. How much? Well, wait, Bob. I, I want to hear the tone first. Oh, that's beautiful. Hey, that's all right. Hit it again. Oh, I want this gong, Bob. Shh, not so enthusiastic. You want a million bucks for it. Well, come on now. It's my turn. Let me hit it. No, no. No more. What? You mean you don't want me to hit it again? No, no. No hit. One time, all like. Two time, all like. Three times, no good. You mean it's bad luck to hit the gong three times? Yes, Missy, bad luck. Very bad luck. Huh? Terrible thing happen. Oh, yeah? All right, what's the bad news? How much? You want buy? Sure, I won't buy. How much? Fifteen dollars. Sold. Jean, the gong's yours. Well, I'm, I'm not so sure I want it now. What, you mean because of what he said? Mm-hmm. Ah, forget it. That's one of those silly superstitions. Come on, Mr. Ty, wrap it up. We're taking it with us. All right, Mr. But don't forget. Don't never hit gong three times one day. Bad luck, Mr. Very bad luck. Big baby. Will you please get away from that gong? Gosh, Jean, this thing intrigues me. What do you say we swat it again and see what happens? Now, Bob, you don't really think anything would happen, do you? Well, don't forget what the old man said. Don't hit three times one day. Very bad luck. Terrible thing happened, Mr. Terrible thing. <laughs> Bob, wouldn't we be embarrassed if you hit it and the hotel caved in? Yeah, wouldn't we? And me in my pink pajamas. That'd be terrible, all right. Mm. <laughs> well, go on, hit it. Uh, you mean, uh... It's a gong? Certainly. Maybe it'll start a nice, exciting earthquake. Or don't they have earthquakes in Shanghai? Mm-hmm. Well, what are you waiting for? Well, I was just thinking. Bobby, don't tell me you've lost your nerve. 
Well, gosh, Jeannie, it isn't a matter of nerve, but I was just thinking, after all, this is the Orient, and funny things do happen. Oh, you big baby, give me that mallet. Well? Now hold on to your hat, because I'm going to give this gong the fatal third stroke if it's the last thing I do. Here it goes. You did it. Certainly I did it. Well, when does the excitement start? When does the... Oh, Bob. I'll go see who it is. Yes? What? Mr. Robert Yelton? Yes? I am from Shanghai Police Department. You will come with me, please? But, but why? I have here a warrant for your arrest. You are charged with the murder of Count Nicholas Renica. Isn't there something I can do? I'm afraid not, Mrs. Wilton. All we can do is wait. Oh, and Bob in that filthy cellar. I can't bear it any longer. Please try to control yourself, Mrs. Wilton. You make it very difficult. I... I'm sorry. As your lawyer, I assure you I've done everything possible. But, well, to speak bluntly, the law must take its course. But Bob didn't kill Renikov. I know he didn't. Of course he didn't, Mrs. Wilton. But I assure you there's nothing further I can do. We can only wait. Wait, wait. I'm going crazy waiting. Day after day in that hotel room. I, I tell you, I can't stand it anymore. Why won't they believe Bob? He didn't kill that man. Everyone knows he didn't. Unfortunately, Mrs. Wilton, the evidence in the case indicates otherwise. What? Now, please understand me. I'm not saying that I believe the evidence, but there it is, and it's quite damning to say the least. Your husband was overheard quarreling with Count Renikoff. He threatened the man with bodily harm, unless he ceased his, might I say, unwelcome attentions to you. But that doesn't prove anything. No, perhaps not. But a few hours later, Count Renikoff was found murdered. A knife in his back. And on that knife were the fingerprints of your husband. Oh, no. I assure you I'm telling you the facts, Mrs. Wilton. Your husband's fingerprints were right there on the handle of the dagger. I saw them there myself. But, but, but that's impossible. Quite. And yet it's the very evidence that'll put a noose around his neck. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. It's best to face it now, I know. Bob will hang unless we do something. I know he will. Those fingerprints on the dagger. I tell you, it's almost as if some power of evil had put them there. As if some supernatural... Why, Mrs. Wilton, what's the matter? I... I just remembered. What? Speak up, child. It, it was nothing. Nothing at all. Well, let's say you gave me a bad time for a moment there. Your face went so white, I thought something was wrong. I say you had a pretty rocky time, I bet, haven't you? Look here, my child, why don't you appeal to the American consul again? Perhaps he can do... I something. just came from the consul. Oh? He says there's nothing he can do. Yes, I expected that. Count Renikoff is a very influential figure in Chinese nationalistic circles. You miss you know. If the American authorities try to interfere, well, all sorts of international complications might arise. International complications? What do they mean to me? It's Bob I want. You have three minutes. In there, please. Bob. Oh, Jean. Oh, Bob, what have they done to you? So thin, so white. No, I'm all right, really, I am. Oh, my 
darling, let me hold you close. Oh, Bobby, what's happened to us? We were so happy. It's that gong, Jeannie, that confounded Chinese gong. Oh, no, Bob, that can't be it. It, it just happened, that's all. I'm half crazy with worrying. Tomorrow they're going to try me for murder. Gene, me, Bob Wilton, murderer. Oh, Bob, please. I'm sorry, dear. These weeks in this filthy hole, I'm just not myself, I guess. Oh, my darling, what a horrible honeymoon I've given you. Oh, no, Bob, please don't say that. Those days we had together, let's not forget them. Glorious days, and, and we'll have them all over again. I know we will. Yes, Gene, we will. I'm going to be brave, as brave as you are. The one thing that's kept me sane all these horrible weeks, knowing that you were outside, waiting for me. Yes, Bob, I'm waiting for you. I'll always wait, darling. And the curtain comes down on the second act of tonight's play in the little theater off Times Square. Smoking downstairs or in the outer lobby, please. Everywhere you go, women are doing extra work, subjecting their hands to extra punishment. Yet have you noticed how some women keep those busy hands well-groomed, soft and youthful-looking? You can do it, too, by choosing original Campana Balm when work and weather threaten to make your hands look coarse and unlovely. Begin tomorrow using original Campana Balm before you start work as protection against dirt and grime. And be sure to use it every time after your hands have been in water also to help bring back the soft, adorable smoothness that your skin loses when you scrub it frequently with soap and water. Original Campana Balm acts so quickly and with such positive results that you, too, will soon be calling it the before and after lotion. Remember that smooth, protected, unchapped hands add to your efficiency, bolster your morale, and please the man who holds them. Lack of certain basic ingredients for a while caused a shortage of Original Campana Balm. We're happy to say that these ingredients are again available, and your dealer can now obtain supplies of Original Campana Balm. If he does not have it, ask him to order it for you from his wholesaler. If you prefer a lighter lotion, ask for the new Campana Cream Balm, the creamy lotion with lanolin. Be sure you get either original Campana Balm in the green and white carton or the new Campana Cream Balm in the yellow and white carton. Suntai want to see you, please? No, no, I, I don't want to see anyone today. He say must. Please, Missy. All right, show him in, whoever he is. Thank you, please. You come in, please. Well, what is it? What can I do for you, Mr. Suntai? You remember me, please, Suntai? No, I, I'm afraid I don't. Oh, yes, I do. You're the old man in the antique shop. That's right. I saw you gone. Yes, you... You did sell us the gong, didn't you? Yeah, I sell. Well, what is it you want? I, I don't want to buy anything. Soon I no come sell. Then what do you want? Mr. Wilton, he very much trouble, no? Yes. Last tomorrow looking very bad, no? Yes, very bad. Mr. Wilton, no kill that man. No, no, of course he didn't. Please go away. I'm very tired. I'll see you some other time. No, no, wait. Please. I help. You can't help us. No one can help us. No one. 
Please, Missy, don't cry. I help. Mr. Wilton, good man. Lenikoff, evil. I know. Please go now. No, Missy, please listen. Suntai, very old man. He know many things. He know Mr. Wilton, no kill man. But what good does that do? They're trying my husband for murder tomorrow, and neither you nor I nor anyone else can stop them. Oh, yes, please. Suntai, stop. What do you mean? Suntai know who killed Eva one. You, you know who killed Renikov? Yeah, I know. Who? Tell me. Who? My son. Your son killed Renikov? Yeah. My third born, Wang. Wang Lenikov seven. Lenikov evil man. He beaten Wang many times. Wang killed him. But my husband's fingerprints were on the knife. I know. Wong, tell me. Mr. Wilson, come talk, Lenikoff. Mr. Wilson, very angry. He picked knife up from table while I talk. Put knife down. Go away. Wong wear kitchen glove. No show a knife. Why, oh, see. Bob handled the knife while he was talking to Renikoff, but in his anger he didn't realize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then when Bob went away, Renikoff hit your son. Your son stabbed him. And since your son was wearing gloves, only Bob's fingerprints appeared on the knife. That lie. Oh, oh, but what's the use? The police will never believe that. Oh, yes, police believe. See, Wong like everything down on paper. You mean that's a confession? Yes, please. Wong like everything. Chinese. Police savvy. But, but I don't understand. Your own son, they'll hang him. Ah, no hang Wong. Wong, good boy. China so big, won't go far away. But why, why are you helping me, a stranger? My family very old, very humble. No can see good man die. So I come see you. Oh, bless you. Bless you. Oh, no, 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 Missy, please, no cry. Everything fixed. Everything all right. Goodbye, please. Well, Jean, we're on our way. Yes, Bob. On our way home. That's a grand word, isn't it? Oh, Bob, dear, put your arm around me. I always want to remember my last glimpse of China like this. You beside me and your arm tied around me. China. I suppose I should hate the place after what happened to us there, and yet somehow I don't. Of course you don't. We'll always remember China. Not for those terrible weeks, but because of what we've been through. It's brought us so very close together. As if we'd been married for many years instead of just a few weeks. Yes, I guess that's right, isn't it? We are close together, aren't we? Oh, yes, Bob. We're going to stay that way forever. Oh, dear. I forgot to ask you. That gong. What did you do with it? It's down below in one of the trunks. You you mean to say you didn't throw it away? Well, of course not. Why should I throw it away? Well, because of the bad luck it brought us. Don't tell me you've forgotten already. The gong didn't bring us any bad luck, Bob. It was a stroke of good luck our buying it. How do you figure that? Well, if we hadn't gone to Sun Tai for the gong, he'd never have known who we were. He'd never have come to me with his son's confession. Well, that's one way to look at it. 
But believe me, I'll never strike that gong three times again. You can bet on that. story of the gong, folks. From that day to this, neither Bob nor I have struck it three times. Uh, we're not superstitious, no, but... No, but we know when to leave well enough alone. Why, George, that was an interesting story. Oh, wasn't it, though? Oh, John, just think what might have happened if you'd hit it a third time. Yes, I... I'll have to admit, Mrs. Wilton, that I'm glad you stopped me before I struck this thing. Except it was a close call. I had my hand raised like this... You hit it. Uh, I didn't mean to. Oh, good heavens, that was the third time. What will happen now? Well, I don't know, but... Bob, it's happened. Just like that night in Shanghai. I, I'm going to faint. Come in. Well? What is it? Yes, for heaven's sake, speak up. What is it? What's happened, Jenkins? Beg pardon, madam, but dinner is, uh... Times Square. Miss Lottie and Mr. Soleil are in front of the footlights. Did the first nighters like it? Listen to the applause. invite you to be with us again next week at the same time. By special request, we are presenting next week a beautiful play about Easter. It's entitled, The Third Day. Special Easter music will accompany the drama. Be sure to tell your family, including your children and your friends, to listen to this special Easter performance. magazines, paper bags, and boxes. Paper is a vital war material, and there's a serious shortage. Sell your waste paper or give it to a local charity. And now we move out of the theater and into the street. What do you say we stroll down Broadway? Good night, Mr. Firstlander. Good night. First Nighter program is a copyrighted radio feature. Don't be tormented by itching. You can get soothing relief in a jiffy with DDD prescription. This soothing, greaseless, medicated liquid brings quick relief from itching caused by eczema, skin rash, industrial allergy. Get a 35-cent trial bottle of DDD prescription from your druggist now. This is Mutual. Now, you seem to me to be a connoisseur of the best of radio drama. In which case, make sure you're subscribed to the Monday Matinee Feed. There we have our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio drama. So, yeah, 
either the main mutual audio network feed for all types and genres of audio drama, or the Monday matinee. And we'll see you there. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.